Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 508 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And tonight is our short topics episode. We had a little break after the deep dive on Not1MM, so we hope you listen to that. And uh, I was out of town for a little over a week, so no recording last week. But we're back. Well, at least most of us are back. And uh, we're going to go ahead and dive into some short topics on Linux, open source, amateur radio, and perhaps some other things. But before we do that, we'll introduce ourselves for the on assignment this week, Cheryl, W5MOO. I'm Russ, K5TUX. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right. So without further ado, as they often say, we should probably just dive right into it. We don't have a lead topic, even though field day just ended. Uh, I made a whopping 30 contacts. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than I did. <laughs> I didn't even bother breaking out the generator so I could operate as an echo station. I just did the stupid one Delta, but you know what? At least I participated. I got my participation trophy. So nothing wrong with that. We'll talk a little bit more about field day later on in the show, but let's go ahead and get into some amateur radio topics. And because I'm feeling saucy, I'll just let Bill do the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this, uh, this is the ARDC is now on groups. I O. Uh, For a while now, ARDC grantees have asked us about opportunities to connect with, learn from, and support one another. Last month, we set up ARDC.groups.io, a forum designed to do just that. The main group is for announcements about the ARDC. The community group is for topics of general interest. These may include discussions about ongoing projects, how best to apply for a grant, and discussions about the future of amateur radio. To join the discussion, follow one of the links above, or in the show notes, (laughs) And then click the join this group button Uh, there. Enter your email address and you're in. Come one, come all. We're excited to hear from you and to foster supportive discussions with and for our community at groups.io. And this came right from the ARDC's website. Okay, so so who are you and where is Bill? Because that was like a a perfect read. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, so sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I'm I'm sure I'll screw up the next one. But yeah, that was kind of cool to see. Um, I have not actually signed up for it yet, though. So I must do that. Yeah, I was an early adopter. Obviously, you wasn't. You weren't really a doctor. Uh, uh, Early adopter. Oh, an early adopter. Uh, Gotcha. So you weren't either one. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. Thanks to ARDC. And they uh, there was another story I saw about them getting like 57 grant applications for the current period. And the next one's end uh, July 1st, which is really soon. So if you want to get an ARDC grant proposal 
submitted, you, you best do it now. And then the next one is October 1st. So if you need some money, fill out some paperwork. <laughs> so what do we have next? Uh, legislation to remove private land use restrictions on amateur radio introduced in Congress. A new bill to, this is, this has actually happened before, but this is a new one. So a new bill to remove private land use restrictions that prohibit, restrict, or impair the ability of hams from operating and installing reasonable antennas on property they own or control has been introduced in Congress. Quote, I reintroduced the Amateur Radio Emergency Preparedness Act. Does that have a cool ARIPA? Uh, ARIPA, I guess, would be the uh, acronym. To remove barriers to disaster and emergency communications and training and to promote education in STEM subjects related to critically needed wireless technology. Congress Bill, Congressman Bill, see, I screwed up. Ha ha. <laughs> Congressman Bill Johnson of Ohio said in a release. The exponential growth of communities bound by private land use restrictions that prohibit both the operation of amateur radio and the installation of amateur radio station antennas has significantly restricted the growth of the amateur radio service. The AWRL continues its multi-year efforts to eliminate private land use restrictions, has pledged to strongly report support Congressman Johnson and others on behalf of amateur radio. I think that sentence is screwed up. <laughs> Rick Roderick, K5UR, president of the AWRL, on behalf of its members in America's amateur radio community, extended his thanks and appreciation for their tireless efforts to support and protect the rights of all amateur radio operators and to further STEM education and the advancement of American expertise in wireless technology. So there you go. I did not read the bill, but it's a it's a reintroduction. There was one introduced like in 2017, and then another one I think in 2022 or something like that. Yeah, and this is yeah. like the current one. So yeah, I haven't read this one either, but this one is getting some decent traction. So uh, I would definitely, uh, if you're interested in following that, do so on the the Congress's website because you can yes. just go right in and track that bill itself. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, they. Uh, I think last time they spent a quite a bit of money on uh, <laughs> pushing pushing it through, and then it just uh, uh, the timing or something like that uh, just kind of the, the bill just kind of stalled. Yeah, well, hopefully it, it picks up on that traction this time around and actually does something because the uh, the proliferation of uh, H HOAs and land restrictions is. Um, getting to the point where lots of people who really should be able to put up an antenna that isn't some egregious you know 300 foot tall structure are, are really yeah. having trouble so yeah reasonable accommodation i think would be great absolutely and that story came from the AWRL themselves so from the legislative body of amateur radio in america let's move over to england so bill can talk about ofcom I'll fix that very first word that is wrong. But yeah, Ofcom <laughs> pro proposing several changes for UK licensing framework. Ofcom, a communications regulatory body for the United Kingdom, is requesting feedback to potential changes to the amateur radio licensing framework. According to the proposal, amateur radio, or quote, sorry, amateur radio has been an important part of wireless communication technology in the UK for more than a century. In the UK, Ofcom is responsible for managing the radio spectrum and ensuring that it is used in the best interest of everyone in the country, including users of amateur radio. Uh, there are more than 101,000 amateur radio licenses in the UK currently. A few of the changes outlined in the proposal include only permit licensees to hold a single individual license requiring surrender of lower licenses as they progress. I'm, I'm assuming this means people can have multiple licenses. That's interesting. Uh, streamline and... I mean, if yeah. you have a higher license, why would you want to have the lower one? I mean... Yeah, I'm not sure how that, that actually is 
makes sense, but I guess I don't understand enough about their licensing. Uh, streamline and modernize call sign assignment. Uh, increase the maximum permitted transmit power to allow 20 watts for foundation and 100 watts for intermediate licenses in most bands and 1,000 watts for full licenses in bands where amateur radio has a primary allocation. Uh, permit the deployment of repeaters, beacons, and gateways without requiring a NOV in most cases. Hmm, yeah, NOV, interesting. Uh, allow foundation licenses to build their own equipment and access the 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz bands and enable low-power airborne use in some frequency bands. A link to a PDF document of the, four, uh, the full proposal will be included in the show notes. And there they are, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know much about this, but I know uh, the, uh, the ICQ amateur podcast, whatever. I think they just had an interview at uh, Friedrichshaven about this with the, the Ofcom folks. So, <laughs> Or no, the RSGB. I think that's it. Yeah, the Radio Society of Great Britain. Uh, so uh, I'm, 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 I just watched the very beginning of that, and I didn't even know this was going to be a story tonight. So now I don't. I don't have all the information because I didn't finish watching or listening to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even start. So you got further than me. But yeah, <laughs> I, I have been listening to more podcasts lately, though. I haven't had a lot of windshield time lately. I had over the past few weeks been behind the wheel for a while. So podcast listening came to the forefront again. But now I haven't been driving and I didn't want to drive the 3000 mile round trip to New Hampshire and back listening to amateur radio podcasts because Cheryl probably would have punched me. But <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is. But anyway, that'll be interesting to see how that I'm sure we'll be reporting more on, on what changes in the UK as, as things happen in those proposals get some attention. So switching over to some open source topics, let's hit the first one here. Intel's new open source mono font is pretty decent. Is that, is that your quote or is that like what it actually said? Yeah, that's exactly what the title of the article was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, still, there's always room for more, right? Intel thinks so, hence the release of Intel One Mono. This is an, a, this is an quote, expressive monospaced font family that's built with clarity, legibility, and the need of developers in mind, end quote. Better yet, it's not only free to download and use, but free to edit and free to redistribute. Typo typography, oh. <laughs> typography experts at Frere Jones Type worked alongside Intel's brand team and marketing company, oh my, VMLYNR marketing to finesse the form, fit, and function of the Intel One Mono font. Intel One Mono supports over 200 languages using Latin script and is provided in four weights, light, regular, medium, and bold, with matching italics. You can download Intel One Mono from GitHub. It comes as a zip file you need to unpack, and inside is the font you can install using your de desktop's default font viewer, assuming it has one. You can also manually install fonts by dropping them into the tilde, other, you know, other words, your home directory, .local slash share slash fonts folder, the true type font .ttf, as well as the WOFF. Um, so what's W in that? I'm not sure. <laughs> The okay, I'm not sure I've seen those W O F F and W O F F two web font. Oh, web fonts. Okay, it says right there web. Web. <laughs> there you go. Uh, are quote manually optimized for screen display end quote Intel says and recommends using this version rather than the open type format, open type font format OTF version. So that story came from OMG Ubuntu. So interesting. I have to check that font out. There are some really yeah. good fonts out there. There really are. Yes. Sometimes, though, you end up with way too many fonts installed on your computer. Then. 
<laughs> oh, every time I do something in like GIMP and I want to have, you know, some, some font, I just, yeah, go to like, you know, a thousand and one fonts or all those sites or whatever. And so, yeah, I, I, my fonts, pro- my, my computer's probably using like four gigs of memory just for fonts, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I wonder why my GIMP takes so long to load, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. I've been meaning to check this font out since I've dropped this story in there and I, I just now installed it. So <laughs> I won't have any feedback on it until next time. But we'll definitely have feedback. So I'm going to check it out, too. I'm curious to see how it is. All right. So let's hit the next one, Bill. What do we got? Sure. Yeah, this is a KDE Plasma 6 has reached the point of being fairly livable, in quotes. <laughs> Another interesting topic <laughs> or, uh, or, yeah, yeah, title. Uh, a prominent KDE developer, Nate Graham, has published an update on the current state of affairs for KDE Plasma 6, along with uh, when we may potentially see Plasma 6 actually released. Uh, Nate Graham believes that Plasma 6 is now, quote, fairly livable, end quote, and recommends KDE developers and power users slash enthusiasts start giving it a, uh, giving it out giving it out a try or just giving it a try <laughs> from the cur- current Git master development state. Yeah, he characterized uh, Plasma 6 as, quote, basically everything in Plasma compiles with Qt6 or Qt6. And at this point, Plasma 6 is fairly livable. Uh, To give you a sense of how livable, it's good enough that over the past two months, I've gone on three KDE-related trips from the the U.S. to Europe with my only computer running Plasma 6 in the current Git master state. With work in progress, uh, merge requests applied. Its stability has been good enough that this has caused me a no apprehension, and indeed, it has been totally a fine on each trip. So seriously, if you are a KDE developer or an adventurous user, start living on Plasma 6. Jump right in. The water is fine. Smiley face. End quote. <laughs> he went on to write more about the current development activities around Plasma 6. He also shared his personal beliefs around Plasma 6 release timing, although no official release schedule is yet to be determined. Uh, Nate's belief is that Plasma 6 will likely be ready for release sometime between December and March. So maybe a, maybe a Christmas present, maybe a, you know an April Fool's Day present. <laughs> <laughs> and that came to us from Foronix. Okay, so my takeaway from the last two stories is that if you're developing an open source and your code is pretty good or fairly livable, then ship it. <laughs> ship it. Isn't it. Aren't you supposed to like fail fast right when you're doing, uh, you know, <laughs> startups and open source and stuff like that? You know, fail fast, fail fast, so you can just get to the next thing and you know, MVP. You know, swing the MVP bat. You know, minimal viable product all over yourself. Absolutely. Good enough is good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So that brings us. Well, we only had two open source topics for tonight. Must have been a light news week. Everyone was preparing for uh, for field day, so no one. Was yeah. Oh, if you did a Google news search for amateur radio, by the way, the first three thousand hits were about field day. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should be because like you get extra points if you do a PR thing. So uh, I was watching. Uh, I was watching my Facebook feed on. Uh, the Tampa Amateur Radio Club, which I used to be a member of, and they, they were pretty involved with getting the press out there and doing uh, little stories. So, that, uh, yeah, I'm glad to see a lot of uh, a lot of clubs are are kind of pushing that uh, pushing that further and getting involved in uh, generating extra media. Yeah, very good. So that means we're down to 
Linux and the Ham Shack. And I just threw this in here because we there were no topics when, when I got down to this section earlier today. So I figured I better throw something in. And it was basically just about my my experience using not one mm for field day today. I, I only operated today. I didn't operate yesterday. And there was a question in my mind about whether I should use Mike K6GTE's field day logger or not one mm. Certainly could have used either one. I mean, one is obviously purpose built for field day logging, and the other one is the the new clone, quote unquote, of not one or of uh, N1 mm. N1. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it obviously has the ability to log for field day. So being that it was the newer offering and it's still in uh, active development, I figured I'd give it a shot. And uh, I really had no issues with it. I mean, I wish I could just sit here and expound upon all of the problems I had and all the things that need to be fixed and all that kind of thing. But honestly, I, I did the initial configuration, set up my station for the way I was going to operate, uh, which was a one Delta station uh, because I'm extremely lazy. And um, after doing that, you know, it, it just worked. It, you know, was basically tab through the fields, enter the, the call, the, uh, station type and the section and away it went. It dupe checked as I went. Uh, I used the, the band map so I could see all the, the stuff from the, um, yeah, the DX trackers and stuff, our, uh, reverse beacon network and all that. So I could see all those CW stations out there. I wasn't going to work because I was only operating sideband and, um, FT8. And so, didn't Mike tell you not to use the not one MM too? <laughs> didn't he say? Uh, to well, yeah, but I was already using it at that point, so <laughs> too late, right? <laughs> really back out. What do you mean? There's no field day plugin? It yes, says there there's field day in it. It says there's field, field day, day plugin in there. The hell are you talking about, Mike? It's your software. <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely found AWRL field day in there, and uh, it worked a charm. So, <laughs> and even even produced a Cabrillo log. So. Or Cabrillo, yeah, I guess, as the uh, gringos like to say. Uh, but yeah, it, it totaled up my points and everything. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but uh, it, it was there. It, it did the job, and I had no problems. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only thing the only thing I ran into because like I, I loaded it up too, but then I I realized that something is wrong with my antenna, so I decided to not do anything. <laughs> uh, it's missing one shortcut and the control w needs to wipe the current log or current uh contact entry that's the only thing <laughs> i noticed that's definitely an improvement needs to be added <laughs> escape does that oh i don't use escape i use control w so there you go so you can just remap escape to control w and you'll be all set <laughs> i need a mapper i need a mapper <laughs> yeah. um the uh the log was nice because it it's sort of um it sort of operated, you could have the log window open, and it kind of operated like a Microsoft Access database thing where you could just go in and change the fields ad hoc if you needed to, um, which I did a couple of times because I misheard call signs and stuff like that. But, you know, overall, it, it worked perfectly. Had no issues with it. And um, so since Mike says there's no plug-in for it, but it actually is, um, <laughs> I guess uh, I'll just Why? continue to use it. He's probably going to rip it out and say, no, there isn't. <laughs> yeah okay well maybe there is maybe we'll see <laughs> yeah uh there clearly was so um yeah but anyway uh field day longer, yeah yeah should have should have worked uh just as well i'm sure but um i did what yeah. i did and i uh i'm sticking to it 
So yeah, I mean, you know, you could always paper log it too, right? You know, <laughs> still oh, allow yeah. you to do that with field days. So. <laughs> yeah, who who does that? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thirty contacts. You know, that's all you needed to do. <laughs> it's yeah, barely exactly. a page, right? Well, that's true. But anyway, so yeah, uh, not one mm. Um, apparently, despite the author's <laughs> reservations, actually supports field day. So um, in beta, in beta, in beta, right, right. So anyway, your mileage uh, may vary, right? Yeah, exactly. My my mileage went went quite well, actually. It did well. So uh you threw in this story about K log, so what's going on with K log? Yeah, I just uh I just happened to be looking at my email right before the show and I see that K log has because, uh, you know, we're just that's all we talk about now is just loggers. Uh K log has just released uh their regular uh, oh, their latest version. <laughs> Can't even talk now. I was reading good and then now it's all over. It's uh, back to <laughs> normal bad read. Um, and I'm actually installing it uh, right now. K-Log uh, version 2.3.1 uh, listed as having many bug fixes, Ukrainian and new settings. So apparently you get a Ukrainian with your uh, with your logger. Um, I'm assuming that's exactly what that means. Or maybe, maybe it's just they've added the language support. Um, so... Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, look at that K-Log. Uh, just installed right away here on Arch. Um, yeah, the latest version, too. Uh, anyway, so what did they fix? Oh, gosh, lots of bug fixes here. The ones that I can uh, think that most people would be interested in if you use K-Log are things like uh, they fixed uh, Club Log. Apparently, they changed some URLs. So that's been fixed. Uh, they've uh, fixed some conf- confirmation logic with LOTW on DXCC status stations. Um, they fixed some conditions on uh, the QRZ.com logger and the EQSL.CC log upload. Uh, apparently those were not working. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, some improvements. Uh, they got some SQL queries optimized for speed. So for those of you that have lots of log entries in there, I'm assuming that's something you would run into. Uh, they've added some UI enhancements, a couple of buttons, and uh, some right-click uh, options and stuff like that for uh, doing DX clusters. Send a spot to QRZ.com, and they have a lookup button and everything else. So, uh, yeah, it looks like K-Log is coming along. I haven't actually used this in a long time, so I, I don't really have much... Uh, I don't have much uh, much to say about Klog, so <laughs> I'm I'm installing it now to, just to take a look at it. But uh, uh, I have I have heard about it, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll have to kind of do a deep dive if uh, we run out of uh, uh, interesting loggers to talk about. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, we'll just keep on our our whole log uh, log train here, and we'll talk about loggers for the next uh, six months, and we'll do a, a logger a month now. But anyway, yeah, so it uh, looks like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's a, uh, a K-Log stop the war in Ukraine. Oh, so that's some kind of political statement here. Uh, that's what they, they put in the application. There you go. Okay, so, <clears throat> yeah, if you uh, want that, you can go ahead and look at that on your own. Have fun. Uh, yeah, K-Log, uh, new version, 2.3.1. All right, very good. And uh, that information came directly from the K-Log GitHub. So if you want to yeah, read it was all on the Linux ham mailing list, that's how I got the email. So All right, very good. Um I, I heard on uh, This Week in Amateur Radio on episode 1266, they mentioned that, you know, how the Southgate ARC thing went away with the uh, unfortunate passing of the guy who maintained it. Um, there's a new one. Um, and let me see if I can find the thing for it. It's, uh, oh, man. Really prepared, right? <laughs> yeah. As prepared as I was for the K-Log story. <laughs> daily.hamweekly.com oh jeez daily.hamweekly.com that uh, hopefully will grow into a suitable replacement 
for uh, the Southgate ARC uh, news thing aggregation. Uh, I will, uh, of course, put a link to that in the show notes so people can go there and use that. But it's it's not the full-fledged thing that Southgate was. It's it's in its infancy, but it is now currently maintained. There is stories there. Excuse me. There are stories there, and you can uh, submit stories there as well. And they, of course, would love submissions so they can be the clearinghouse for amateur radio information that Southgate used to be. So there you go. Daily. What did I say? Daily dot. Oh, I already forgot. <laughs> I was just subscribing to the feeds. Daily.hamweekly.com. <laughs> Daily.hamweekly.com. Yep. Okay. There yeah. you go. I just have to figure out how to add a feed. I haven't added a feed in a long time. <clears throat> well, while Bill's doing that, he's also going to have to address maybe this uh, YouTube comment. And remember, for the last couple of episodes, I, I said that there was a there was some feedback and I couldn't find it. I think this was it. Oh, okay. So anyway, this is a YouTube comment from Zach Helmberger, uh, and he says, and this is on your video about installing QTEL on Ubuntu. Ah, so okay. He says, uh, QTEL version 1.2.2 is the latest I have. It has problems on both Debian and Zubuntu. It won't connect through several routers unless I use a proxy. And incoming sound often does not work on echo test, newsline, and TX works after TXing twice. Buggy for me. So anything you want to uh, expound upon there? Uh, uh, what version did he say he was running? 1.2.2. 1.2.2. That's interesting. Because, like, uh, yeah. I, they're in like well, version nineteen dot oh nine is. <laughs> oh, but didn't they do the thing where they started incrementing the primary number like uh, Ubuntu did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is probably still old. I don't know. I I I don't have it installed here on my system. Um, but I know I know exactly what you're talking about, and uh, I I've had problems with that version over the years too. But I do believe there's been some updates to it. Um, I, I haven't used uh, QTEL or SVX Link in uh, some some time, so I I can't really address this. Um, I know when I was using it, it worked fine um, for what little bit of Echo Link on Linux I did. But um, I I couldn't even begin to tell you what version I was using back back at that time, and I don't know what the release date of one point two point two is at this point. So. I would say try and find a newer version and see if that takes care of the issues that I know I had lots of issues with like QSS TV that were fixed by an update. So maybe an update to SVX link slash QTEL will fix your issues as well. I'm not sure if that's going to fix your problem. I generally use Echo Link from my, my cell phone. So <laughs> I don't really use a Linux solution beyond uh, an Android solution for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at the new version and see if that has uh, has a better uh better uh, uh you know workability and whatnot and and hopefully having it install svx link doesn't give me dummy uh dummy audio devices <laughs> on my system again Ugh, great <laughs> well thanks uh zach you uh managed to bork <laughs> bill's computer during the show so yeah <laughs> not your fault at all just build <laughs> trying to troubleshoot while actually recording never never a good idea yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I have to use a separate right. computer to do that. Yeah. We appreciate the feedback, though, and uh, hopefully um, if we figure something out, we'll definitely respond to your comment on YouTube uh, with some more specifics about trying to fix that. In the meantime, I didn't have any announcements um, except for the fact that our recording schedule is going to be kind of suspect again. Um 
with you being out of town headed to Virginia, but that's not for what a couple of weeks yet. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we'll be playing it by ear. I mean, I should be able to record because it's not like not like I'll be doing much at nine o'clock at night or whatever the time would be on East Coast time. So <laughs> as long as I have connectivity, uh, I should be able to uh, record. Uh, I'm not bringing all my all my microphone gear and everything else with me, uh, but uh, I will have a microphone for sure and I will be able to communicate. So I don't I don't foresee any any huge issues uh, making making it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it should be fine. But if something does come up, then I'll well I'll tell you. Probably that last weekend would be the one that when I'm driving home. That might might be a stretch. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. But I mean, we'll let everybody know via the various means. Uh, you know, if things are going to be uh, a little askew, if we change days, or if uh, we skip on or something like that. But uh, for the most part, we should be good to go. But you know, things can change. So, all right. And with that, we've actually come down to the end of the show, but we do have new subscribers, supporters, and live participants to run through. So let's go ahead and hit those real quick. First subscribers and Patreons, we had Bogoslav Chernikowski on Facebook. We have Matt Long, Twitter at Alert Mitchell on Instagram, W5SWX on Mastodon, Jeff Lucich, probably somewhere in the ballpark anyway. Uh, Electric Weave, R2AZE, and N8VW. So thanks, everybody, there. On YouTube, we had Rick. Just just Rick. You know, that that Rick. So um, Rick on the list, we had uh, Holly Grimmett and KO4VNX, Kilo Oscar 4, Victor November X-Ray. And on Discord, Peter, Mike 7, Hotel Whiskey Foxtrot. Pretty okay, which is appropriate for this episode because uh, apparently all open source is just pretty okay. And uh, JRR1, thanks for joining us on Discord. And we also had some folks in the live chat tonight. We had Bill N3AJ, Ted WA0EIR, Mike K6GTE, Winston KT2KD2, Kilo Delta 2, Whiskey Lima Lima, and John K1BTZ. So thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Thanks for being here for the live show. Always fun to have Stacy too. Did you get Stacy? We also got Stacy in there. KB7YS. Yeah. Yeah. Stacy KB7YS. I'm going to put that in here because this all gets uh, cut and pasted onto the website. KB7YS. Snuck in there at the end. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that does bring us down to the end of the show. We thank everybody for listening. We hope you uh, enjoyed and we hope you'll tune in for the weekender, which comes up next. And of course, we also hope you have a great week in between and we will catch you for the next one. So for the On Assignment Cheryl, W5MOO, I'm Russ, K5TUX. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at one nine oh nine LHS show. That's one nine oh nine. 547-7469 Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info 
for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Music